Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. Good day, friends. This is uh, Brother Larry continuing on our subject of spiritual warfare. What I'm about to talk about this morning is on the subject of spiritual warfare, but it's going to be more along the idea of a physical warfare. Now, of course, the Bible says that we wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, excuse me, but we wrestle against uh, spiritual forces, and that's Ephesians 6.12. So I'd like to take a little interlude here before I start back on this spiritual warfare. Because the Bible definitely teaches from all the way from Genesis to the book of Revelation. It talks about a physical warfare that will come upon this earth. And it's called, it is a great day of God's wrath against man's evil, sin, and disobedience. The Bible calls it, especially in the Old Testament and in the New, but it emphasizes in the Old Testament, it's called the Day of the Lord. So there's a terrible time coming upon this earth. And the Bible prophecies speak about this over and over and over again. The Lord cometh out of his place, to punish the inhabitants of the earth because of their iniquity. Prophet Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 21. God must punish sin, iniquity, and evil. As mankind would always say, why doesn't God do something about all this killing and evil in the world? Well, my friends, one day God will do something. And as I have stressed before, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, this wrath may come upon you unless you come to Christ to hide in him from God's wrath to come. And it will come. Just as the Bible prophesies that Jesus would come in his first coming as a babe and a manger, as he would come as a lamb of God who takes away to the sin of the world, he will come as a lion from the tribe of Judah to enact judgment upon the earth for all of its sin, disobedience, and iniquity down through the centuries. And yes, my friends, God will do something. Don't be caught in this. Please, I urge you on the basis of Scripture, Pleaded Jesus for salvation, just as in the days of Noah. He had to enter that ark in order, in order to escape God's punishment on evil and iniquity. He had to enter through the door of the ark. There's no other way in. And Jesus says, I am the door. He that enters in will find rest and safety. So I urge you, to enter into Jesus Christ, to recognize the fact that you have violated his commandments, that you have sinned, 
And if we're all honest with ourselves, we would say that we have. But God says there's a penalty for this. And it's judgment. And if you die in your sins, and God does not want you to, he's, the Bible says that he is not willing that any should perish, but all should recover to repentance. He's given you opportunities over and over again to come to him for salvation. And don't, please, this day is drawing near, which is called the day of the Lord. It's not a particular day, but it's a length of time. And the Bible teaches that it's a seven years of great and terrible judgment upon this earth, not only the earth, but upon mankind also. It's the great day of God's wrath. Now, God loves mankind, but he's also holy and just. And his love demands that evil and wickedness be punished. This is as you would love your child. You would punish them for their disobedience. But remember, God's punishment's always eternal. It's never temporary. It's always eternal. If you come to Christ, you're not under that judgment or that punishment any longer. That's a great truth. There's many scriptures that teach this. So just let me give you some adjectives or phrases or words that depict this terrible judgment. And as your podcaster Scott has talked about, the title of his podcast are The Final Days Report. I also believe, as many other believers believe, that we are in those final days. As I look at the condition of the world, our e evil continues and exponentially it continues. It increases more and more. I've been watching on TV about the abortion issue. To think that somebody would wear a t-shirt and say that abortion is health care. I do not, I can't wrap my mind around that. That a taking of a human life is health care. That's where we've gone. That's where we are. God help us that God does not judge this nation. And I think he already has. That's my own personal opinion. But there's a lot of other things that figure into that judgment. But what I want to emphasize today is that that final years, those seven years, it's a period of time. The number seven always speaks of completeness in Scripture. God created in seven days. You can trace that number seven, and it's a number of God's completeness. So what will happen in the final seven years before Jesus returns? Now listen to what I'm going to say. In fact, Jesus even said in Matthew 24, that if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. So why would Jesus say that? Well, listen to what that seven years contains contains war and conquest. People will kill each other in mass. Lawlessness will prevail. Wild beasts of the earth will hunt down and kill human beings. Economic collapse worldwide. A quarter 
Listen to this. A quarter of the Earth's population, which if it happened today, would be around 2 billion, will die in war. That's just war alone. Famines will follow the war and many more will die. There will be plagues. COVID-19 was just, was just a, a hint of that. Earthquakes that will level cities and mountains. The stars will fall to the earth. Islands and mountains will be removed from their places. Men will hide in caves and rocks from fear. Hot scorching sun with no wind. Weather gone wild. We've seen a little bit of forerunner of that today. One third of the earth and trees will be burned up. The sea, one third will turn to blood and along with the fresh water. Clean water will be polluted and people who die will die who drink it. A third of all ships will be destroyed. Moon will not give its light. A third of the day will be dark. Demons will torture men for five months. If you are not in Jesus Christ, this may be you if you if you take this mark. Uh, either you take the mark, it's called the mark of the beast. If you take that mark, your doom is sealed. And I urge you, if you're alive at that time, do not accept any mark that somebody says you have to have in order to buy or sell or, to, or, or in order to go any place. You must have this mark. You must go to Jesus Christ and you can still be saved during this great seven years. Go to Christ to escape this. Now this day of the Lord, as I've mentioned, is a day of wrath, indignation, trial, trouble, distress, destruction, overturning, punishment, darkness, thick darkness, desolation, and wastefulness. And Daniel is called the time of Jacob's trouble. And Jacob here is a reference to Israel. Dark days, my friends. And it says it's a day of God's wrath. And when you get to Revelation 6, it calls it the wrath of the Lamb. Jesus Christ will instigate war. Now, we like to think him as, as a peaceful savior, and he is in this day and age. But one day, God's patience will run out with man. The scriptures say, or God says, my spirit will not always strive. And that word should be emphasized, strive. Because man, man evades God. Because he figures if God exists and God wants to be in his life, that man has to succumb to an authority higher than his. And man does not like that. He wants to be the captain of his own ship. And I think that we have discussed this before. But it's true, nonetheless. A terrible, terrible time that God will enact upon the earth. And he must do this. And he will do this. Just as he has promised the first coming of Christ, it was fulfilled literally. 
many, many prophecies concerning the first coming of Christ where he died for the sins of the world. But there is more prophecies concerning his second coming where a time when he'll come as a lion and judge the earth. He has a right to judge because he's God Almighty. And this will come to pass. The Bible teaches it. I believe the Bible is the Word of God. Now, the Bible is not the Word of God just because I believe it. It's just because it states, it states that it is. Now, we could get into some of the proofs of the Bible, and but, you know, there's so many books written on this. And the Bible has been proven worthy throughout the centuries. The critics have attacked it, tried to destroy it, tried to textually criticize it, but none of those arguments is held up. Is held up as far as the Bible being in error. I believe that the Bible is given as God's spokesman to this earth. He had it written down so his word would not be distorted instead of being passed down by word of mouth. He had it written down by his by Jesus Christ, his apostles, of those worthy prophets in the Old Testament. And many have claimed that, oh, there's contradictions, but if you would understand what the scriptures teach, and in their context and in their cultural environment, there's no contradictions. All those arguments can be answered. The Bible is trustworthy. It prophesies that Jesus would come a thousand years before he came. In fact, longer than that. But it talked about how he would die, what he would say, what others would say. What would be the result, his resurrection. Those were all prophesied in the Old Testament. 1,000 1, years ago and 750 years before he was born. So the Bible is trustworthy, and if he came the first time, he's going to came, come the second time. Now, don't accept the, the error that has been made down through the centuries and is still being taught that the book of Revelation is uh, just a metaphor. It is not. And the reason I say that, one of the major reasons is his first coming was literally fulfilled and his second coming following that same thought will be literally fulfilled. Recognizing there is meta metaphoric speech in language, but they all have a literal fulfillment. He didn't come in some spiritual sense the second time and we missed him, no. Jesus says, every eye shall see me and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ to the glory of the Father that he is Lord. Please escape this time to come. And the time is soon. Jesus taught the birth pain principle that wars and rumors of wars and the persecution and, and killing and and every deception and sin of man will be the birth pain principle. It means womanness and labor, and all you women know what I'm talking about, has had children, that your birth pains intensify as you get closer to delivery. 
So that's what Jesus was teaching. That these things will get worse and worse and intensify until that time of return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a short message, just an interlude from our spiritual warfare, but this is along the same line as warfare, is it not? But this one, God will enact himself and execute, but it is a physical war. Please, come to Christ now before it's too late. I love all you listeners. And uh, tune in um, next week, and we're going to continue with...